Great interview today with a friend of mine, Ryan Hanley, as he pulls up a stool at the virtual bar on a social media podcast. Before we get there, just a really quick reminder. Make sure that uh, you rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is you need to do on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it else, wherever else it is that you listen to this. That's how other people find me. All right? So let's do it. Hey, everybody. This is John from JohnLumber.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here is another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where I invite a different friend each week to the virtual pub. We get drunk on social media. This week, I invite my friend Ryan Hanley to the show. How's it going, my man? Oh, it's so good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, yeah, you, you actually had me on, on your show, I don't know, was it a couple months ago now? Yeah, it's about, yeah, I think it was about eight episodes ago, So, because I do one every week as well. So yeah, about two months ago. Yeah, so the uh, Content Warfare po- uh, Podcast, is that right? Yes, sir. All right, so I'm sure everyone can find that on iTunes. Are, are you elsewhere? Uh, Stitcher and I think Blackberry and maybe a couple others. Those are the big ones. Stitcher and iTunes. Good deal. So yeah, I mean, you and I have uh, known each other at least a little bit over the last several months, um, mainly because we stumble on each other on Marcus Sheridan's blog, and I, th- I think we both can agree that that guy is freaking awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think we have similar relationships with him and his content, and that. Now, at least for me, it's it meant reading his stuff meant so much to me during the last seventeen months or whatever it was. Whenever I found him first, like it meant so much for my growth and my con uh, my confidence and and the guy is just so willing to help and 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 the the, the content is just so good too. Yeah, you know what I found as well, and and this speaks, you know. It, I tell him this, you know, I would say this to his face, like his content is good, but the people who comment yeah, on yeah. his blog, I've actually had four guests on my podcast <laughs> have been people who I met through the comments of his blog. Just re- I mean, people write entire blog posts in the comments of his blog. It's absolutely amazing. And I, it just, it's, it's less about his actual words that he writes and more about the type of person he, he is. Yeah. And I think that uh, yourself, you know, I try to emulate it. Guys like oh, yeah. Craig McBreen, um, just, you know, it's just uh, like-minded individuals coming together and sharing some really, really good thoughts. Absolutely. I mean, I, I immediately connected to his style. He, he, he shows personality when he writes, but he also, I mean, he, he writes like he talks and that's, that's the way I've, I've always, uh, driven myself to write as well but he like he'll bring up some family and, and personal stuff that i connect with like he's got he's got kids and he's he, he coaches coaches softball and stuff and i coach baseball and you know just like all that kind of similarity stuff but just the he seems to kind of like be annoyed with the same stuff i always am as well yep. and which which i love and he's always very blunt about um you know people not being transparent, not being honest, you know, being way too sales heavy instead of kind of building trust with honest posts that help people. Yep. And I, uh, it, even like all that stuff is obvious, I really kind of needed to read that, you know, because I, cause I, up until then I was reading a lot of stuff about wh- how you – you because I was, I was really learning, you know, from, from the start, especially when I was a blog and SEO. Um, 
and I've read all this stuff about how to appeal to search engines, and it, it really didn't strike a chord with me until I like read his stuff. Yeah, it's so easy when you're beginning to fall into these traps of like the next tactic. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to build a funnel. You know, and all these other things. You know, it, what if I make the the color of my buttons? You know, this yeah. color. And you're reading about all this stuff that just doesn't matter. Right. You know, and what I really liked about Marcus's stuff, and because you know, I I started around a similar time as as you did, and you know, when you're when you're when you're getting going, when someone tells you, hey. Focus on how to write. Focus on what you're writing, being you, being, you know, a lot of people hate the word authentic, but it really is such an important part of it. And when you can tell that there's a human be- being behind the words, yeah. it really speaks to the to your audience. And, and I think that a lot of people, uh, there's a reason why the people who comment on his blog continue to comment for now years right. and have all connected with each other and and have built all these relationships outside of that place and it's because uh of how just the the entire community is an authentic place where you can share thoughts and opinions and you don't have to really worry about people kind of attacking you it's just hey disagree with this i agree with this it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun yeah i want to talk about your history in general uh, because it is i feel like it's it's pretty similar to mine in a lot of ways i actually was in insurance uh, in a different life, I think I had a different relationship with insurance than, than you do. Um, and I know you're still in that world. Um, so, so I, I, you know, that we had that similarity, but just the fact like we started around the same time and, and whatnot as well. I mean, if you could just give us a, a little history of, of, you know, where you've been, what, what your history is with, with, uh, social media marketing. Yeah. So my corporate career, uh, started, uh, very similar to a lot of people's, I uh, became, I worked for a couple large multinational corporations in Link Farm, or Link Farms, geez, yeah. Cube Farms, <laughs> you know, like the like that one commercial where they bring the Dunkin' Donuts in and all the heads pop up, like uh, that was the office that I worked in and nice. I absolutely hated every single second of it and yeah. though at the time I probably couldn't have communicated that to you in a way that, that made sense. Uh, looking back in that time, I was as unhappy in my professional life as I probably could have been. Mm. I was blessed to meet uh, a, a young woman who ultimately became my wife about uh, six years ago, and um, her father actually owns the independent insurance agency that I currently work for. Mm. So, I, you know, just being so unhappy. You know, I was really just a number. I was the passcode that I had to put in my computer every day <laughs> to work on an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, I knew that that wasn't a life that was ultimately going to bring me any kind of fulfillment. So I reached out to him about becoming an insurance salesman, of mm. all things. Yeah. And uh, it actually is a fantastic career if you enjoy it, uh, and you know, and, and in the right situation has a great compensation model. But it still wasn't. Uh, what I really enjoyed. I, I really liked the relationships uh, building side of things. I did not like the, to a certain extent, in order to pay your bills, there has to be a pushy salesman side. Right, right. And I really just, I didn't enjoy that. It's not who I am. Mm. And what we found, so because of that, uh, I 
I started getting into social media. I said, this is a really great way to build relationships with people and provide value to a community before I actually throw the pitch on them. Uh, so I started blogging. Um, and at that time, my, my father-in-law, you know, it was, it was, this is four years ago, I guess, because I've been blogging on the, for the insurance agency for a lot longer than I have as kind of a content marketer mm. helping other people. Um, so I just started writing about insurance coverages. I was brand new to the industry and I said, if, if I'm selling this product and I know next to nothing about it, yeah. how, much sure. do my, how much do my clients know? So literally every day I would try to learn a new insurance coverage and then I would write about it on our blog, on our, on our insurance agency blog. And to be honest with you, the, the, <laughs> the way that it has worked, anyone who says that this isn't worth the time, isn't worth the money, is absolutely out of their minds. Oh, yeah. uh, if you put in the effort and the focus uh, to, to uh, create content around a specific niche, a specific idea, people find you and ultimately buy from you. And, uh, and I had so much success doing this, you know – during my lunch and at 9 p.m. at night, this is when I was actually writing these blogs because I had to put have the rubber sole shoes on out pounding the street during the day in order to, to uh, you know, just to kind of make ends meet. I was still a, I was still a brand new insurance agent mm -hmm. uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, eventually, over the course of five years, it got to the point where I, my revenue, I was generating so much revenue through the social and, mm -hmm. uh, and search space that it actually didn't make sense for me to perform a function in a traditional sales role. So I took on actually in November of 2012. So, you know, six months or so ago, I took on a role as a full, you know, director of marketing capacity mm -hmm. with my primary function being generating new leads through uh, content marketing and social marketing. And we recently added uh, Infusionsoft. So now oh, also nice. kind of the, the marketing automation side of it as well, which is, is a rabbit hole that when you put your foot down, it is tough to pull yourself out of. Um, but I absolutely love it. So uh, that kind of got me here. And I said, wow, if these things work, there's got to be other people who, who, are kind of struggling with the same things. And so I, I started RyanHanley.com as a way to help other people um, kind of have similar success marketing their own small businesses uh, through content marketing, which is mostly what I focus on there. Sure. When, when did you start your site? So uh, I started it, Jesus, a little over, it's probably about December of 2011. Okay. Probably when I started, maybe 2012, a little, a little over a year, coming up to a year and a half. Gotcha. And so, so what is uh, and you, and you still maintain the blog for the insurance company as well, or are you part yep. of that for the insurance company? Yeah. Yep. So I actually write every piece of content. So almost on a daily basis, I am creating uh, a new piece of insurance content. Last year, I I wrote over 450 blogs. <laughs> and I'm assuming it's all about answering questions. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, that's it's funny. That's actually why I found Marcus. Yeah. I had started answering questions, and I was looking for other formats to do it. So I was like, other people have had to have done this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I created a campaign called the 100 Insurance Questions Answered in 100 Days mm. video campaign. Wow. And I said, I am going to collect every question I can from my clients. So uh, in the month of December of 2011, 
uh, and it's just coincidence that these things kind of started at the same time. But yeah. uh, I, I reached out to every client I had uh, on Facebook and, and some other people that I knew. And I just said, if you could have one insurance question answered, what would it be? Wow. Simple, right? Yeah. I mean, some people asked me really kind of small things. Some mm. people went really big. And I collected a, close to 150 questions. And then I pared that list down to 100 and then from January 2nd to whatever 100 days from, from that is, every single day I videoed myself answering that question. I put the video on YouTube, I shared it on social media, and then I embedded it in our blog as a blog post and shared that. And um, the results were astronomical. I mean, t- consistent content, kind of using Google's tools. I mean, it just speaks to some of the, like, the benchmarks of – of a small business kind of SEO content marketing campaign. Right. Um, but in doing that, I, I was looking for resources to help me with it. And, and that's ultimately how I found Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is one of those things that I feel like we overcomplicate. Like how do you, how are you successful with, with the blog and with, uh, with social media content marketing in general? And I was having a conversation with a client today who just kind of has run into a wall and, because I think he's overwhelmed with trying to understand, you know, what he's supposed to be doing. But ultimately, it just it comes down to such a simple concept of what are the questions your client, or your customers, or potential customers, your target audience, what are the questions they're asking, and answer them, and answer them honestly, and do it so it's not always about selling something. And it's not colored by oh, this is a product I sell. You just got to be honest and I, and yeah so much of that came from just like with you um i figured figured that out uh reading marcus's stuff as well you know john the thing is too with 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 that strategy which is um first and foremost anyone who is starting a blog that should be the first part of their content strategy mm-hmm. before there's a million things you can do uh, a lot of different campaigns you can run like that should be the first one without a doubt. And what I try to tell people that I, I talk to about what I did is there is literally no question about your business that is too small. Mm-hmm. It, you know, to a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, you know, they look at these overarching questions that really that that they struggle with as experts in the field. And it's like that is so far beyond what your customers and prospects are actually concerned about. Right. Like. They're worried about the smallest little minute details like does your product come in purple? Yes. You know what I mean? Like and why does it come in purple? And here's all the other colors that come. You know what I mean? Like like these little minute details are important to someone. Yeah. And uh, I think when people get overwhelmed, it's because they're, they're trying to be so sophisticated. It's not a sophisticated thing. Oh, yeah. it, it, it's as simple as it gets really. It really is. And, and I think one of my biggest flaws in the beginning is – I think it sounds like you had this closer to figure it out long before I did because I really had no idea what I was doing when I started, uh, especially when it came to blogging. Like I, I've been comfortable with Facebook for a long time, but blogging, I honestly didn't know what I was doing. And I would write blog posts that would just try to solve the world's problems all, all in one <laughs> post, you know? And in reality, I could have written 10 freaking separate posts about that. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, I'm like, then I'm sitting. I have a completely inconsistent blogging schedule and I'm staring at my computer one day thinking like, what the heck am I going to write about? Because I just stole 10 blog posts topics for myself by doing it all in one. And, yeah. and the thing is th- those all in one posts. That is a very common, yeah. it's, it's very common. And, and I'll tell you, I do it 
to this day, it's some. I think if you are trying to consistently create content, mm-hmm. that is something that you will always struggle with because as you become more confident, you want to attack larger subjects. Yeah. And then really, if you're it depends on who you're writing for. Are you writing for yourself or are you writing for your audience? You know, if you're writing for yourself, then writing a 3,500-word blog post that dives deep into some, you know, you know, really complex topic in your industry is important. But if you're writing for your audience, really, they don't want that. They want, you know, if, if they're looking for that, they want it as an ebook or some larger body of work. You know, our, our, our blog is really just a place to attract people and give them, you know, relatively small bites. And uh, I, I struggle with that today. I, I always yeah. want to go long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say, I don't, I don't think length of the post matters. And not to mention this, like, like we're, we're selling for Marcus or something, but yeah, yeah. I had him on, on the show and we talked about this and he makes a really good point that if they make it to the bottom of a really long post, those are the people you care most about. Or if they get to the end of a really long video, those are people most willing, most likely to be a client, et cetera. But the, my main point is that um, you can have a long post that exhausts a single topic. Yeah. But don't try to squeeze three different topics into the same post. Yes. Yes. Um, so so you could exhaust you could exhaust the top exhaust a topic in a few paragraphs, or it could take you you know. 3,000 words, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it just depends on the, and I'm a wordy guy. So most of my, most of my posts just in general, I think are longer than the standard, but, uh, no, it, I agree with you though. It still is, it, it can be hard. I, I, I often get people asked because I wrote like 330 posts last year and not all about Facebook, but mostly about Facebook. And these days it's entirely about Facebook, but like how in the world did you come up with 300 some ideas about Facebook? The thing is, it's really not that hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when you break it down, there's so many moving parts, so many questions that people have, so many new things popping up all the time, and uh, there's always something you can write about. I mean, especially with Facebook, they they change the rules like every other day. I know they they make my job easy. Really, yeah, I was gonna say, are you consulting with them and <laughs> asking them to change like on a daily basis? No, no. But what's <laughs> what's funny is I often see people who do what I do, who complain about all the Facebook page, uh, changes. Like, no one would have need for your services if Facebook was stagnant and easy to understand. It's good for <laughs> us, man. I know. But uh, anyway, uh, so I, I think this leads us into content warfare. So that's kind of like your theme. I mean, did, yep. explain what that's all about. Yeah, so I wish that I had uh, kind of... You know, everyone over time drills into, you know, like you said, you started, it wasn't all about Facebook. Now it is all about Facebook. So at first I wrote about uh, sales and marketing in general, you know, using kind of the Internet as overarching theme. And what I've ultimately drilled down to what I what I'm really interested in and and, and really the approach that I take through the Murray group uh, and and that translates into what I write about is the idea of attention and how do we accumulate attention because in the in the digital space it's my belief that the most important asset that we have is attention and and attention is defined differently than traffic so hmm. attention are the people who are willing to give you their time on a consistent basis and engage with you where traffic is just you know making the little arrow in Google Analytics yeah. point higher right they're two completely different things if i was 
if I made money through traffic, which I don't, then I would use pay-per-click and, and my entire strategy would be different. Um, what I actually need to kind of run my business is attention. I need people who are deeply invested in my content because um, if I'm going to work with somebody, it, it can't uh, – I don't have the time because I have a full-time job um, you know, to spend – pitching them and selling them on why they need my services and yeah. why content marketing is important. You know, I need that entire process to already be done so that when they come to me, it's a, it's now let's figure out how to make this work for you. Uh, so content warfare is it, an overarching theme, you know, how, you know, the, 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 kind of site description is, uh, you know, how do we win the battle for attention online? So, you know, that's really what we do all day long, um, you know, through different social media posts, through email marketing, now through tools like Infusionsoft or HubSpot, you know, marketing automation and, and our content, you know, our, our general content marketing efforts is how do we create stories? Um, how do we create uh, educational resources, pieces of content that attract the attention that you're looking for versus mm -hmm. just simple traffic. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's a, it's a battle I fight and to stick with the, the warfare theme, I yeah, guess. Yeah. It's a battle I fight, fight often because you, you're probably aware on Facebook, there's always, it seems like the, the, the other than likes, which is probably a pretty worthless uh, metric in itself, the thing that people worry about most, but probably shouldn't, is the is reach. Okay, and yeah. re reach really doesn't mean anything. It it's like it's the number of people who are surfaced your content who may have seen it, but you don't know if they did. Yeah, and, and that's kind of along the lines of you know someone who clicked on a link in Google, transferred uh, and referred to your site, and they they're there for two seconds and left. Um, and people who focus only on, on that kind of number. It's, it's similar. It has nothing to do with attention. And um, so how many people you may have reached, I don't really care. It's like I care about how many people paid attention to my content, which means like clicking within my content, engaging with it, sharing it, commenting, liking, uh, all the things I want them to do. Yeah. But so I th I'm, I'm glad you, you are taking on that fight because it's I feel like it's – I don't, I don't want to say an uphill battle, but we, we need to be fighting it. There's there's far too many people focusing on the wrong stuff. Yeah, you know, it it, it came out of, you know, a lot of the discussions. And, geez, we're going to have to share this. We should have just conferenced Marcus in at this <laughs> point if we're going to keep talking about the damn guy over and over again. But, um, you know, it, it comes out of a lot of the discussions that happened there um, because when you when you first start and – most of the people that I work with and help are either people who are really struggling, um, who, who don't have dedicated people inside their organization to help them or are just beginning, right? And, and I do work inside the insurance in, industry niche quite a bit. Um, so, so for them, you know, when you're first getting going and you go out onto Google and you start searching for information around how to – be, be successful online, right? It's, it's all about traffic numbers, right? You can get lost. We, we talked about it before. You can get lost yeah. in these traffic tactics right. and people want to, you know, I don't know, just because of uh, the things that I do, I, you may get the same thing. I don't know how many phone calls I get from, from places all over the country trying to sell me on pay-per-click services and stuff. And I'm not saying pay-per-click isn't valuable. What I'm saying is that for 
it's only valuable for certain businesses who are trying to achieve certain goals and that type of attention may be important to them but it's not important to everybody and it's part of kind of winning the battle for attention is understanding who are the people that you want attention from where are they and what are they interested in Um, and how do you align yourself uh, with uh, those type of consumers so it's it's just a different way of looking at um, you know what we see in in Google Analytics every day yeah and one of the one of the ways that you get that attention is with video and and I'm curious as to how you use video I'm I'm still figuring it out I mean like with everything else I feel like it's a I'm constantly experimenting with something new and and my something new this year is uh, putting a, a greater emphasis on video. So yeah. wh- how, how exactly are you using it? So I, I love video. Um, I use it much more in the insurance agency and the content marketing I do there versus uh, my my presence um, on ryanhanley.com. And, and the reason for that is right now, I, d- I don't necessarily have my brain wrapped around uh, how me, the content marketer, can add value through video uh, because the podcast is so important to yeah. me. So I just haven't gone that route. But but from the insurance agency side, it is one of our most powerful tools. And I'm going to give you a good example of how uh, we just recently started two new insurance shows on YouTube. Hmm. The first show is called Albany Insurance Solutions. And I highlight... Uh, one of our producers here in the office, his name is Scott Cahill, so it's actually Insurance Solutions by Scott, which he, you know, which he loves, uh, <laughs> stroking his ego a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and what we do is I sit him down, and he uh, every other week he gives me a case study, like a success story. So he'll talk about, um, you know. This couple came in, gives us a good description of the couple so that people can kind of uh, put themselves in the situation. You know, it's kind of like a little psychology thing. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the problem that they have and then uh, how he worked through the solution and what the solution ultimately was. And he needs to give that to me in between 90 seconds and, you know, two and a half minutes, say. Uh, So I listened to the social media examiner interview with James Wedemore, and I was completely enamored with his whole style of how he produced a video because, one, I thought that it did keep people's attention. It did make the video seem very professional, and it also was not incredibly difficult to reproduce. Um, You know, sometimes you see videos and you're just like, from my desk here at the insurance agency or at home, I just simply cannot put that quality of video out. What I can do is produce a nice HD video and kind of use his formula for putting together a, a quote-unquote show and and have it look pretty professional. Because right. uh, what I took away from him and, and, and Michael was the whole concept of the days of the handheld uh, iPhone camera video being put up on YouTube are are gone as far as they're just not a quality representation of your brand anymore. There there was a day when just simply being on YouTube and having a video there was enough. People were like, oh my gosh, you have video on YouTube. You must be doing something special. Mm-hmm. Well, now people have kind of figured out that it's not that hard and the next step is kind of, is, is having more of a show format, which, which is a little uh, – 
has a little more quality production to it. Uh, but you know, with my with my MacBook Pro that I have, you know, you're like you're like a Hollywood movie producer <laughs> with this right. thing because you can, you can, uh, the things you can do, you know, you get really good quality. Uh, a really good quality show. You can overlay audio. You can you can do all kinds of things. You can add intros and outros and fade ins that that look nice. Right. And so so that's what I started doing. And and what we what we did was highlight one of our producers. We created a show called Insurance Solutions by Scott Cahill. And then uh, for SEO purposes, I add the word Albany in there and stuff because that's our our geographical location is Albany, New York. And uh, and then each week, what we do is we highlight a success story that he's had, or, or every other week. Um, every he does his show twice a month, so uh, he goes on and he talks about we had a young couple; they were struggling with this issue. Uh, here's the reasons that they uh, were having problems, and then here are some of the solutions that I uh, offer. And then this is what they ultimately took. So uh, we try to make it. Um, we try to. Uh, talk about it in a way that anyone who's of a similar situation can put themselves into that story and see Scott as the solution provider for them. And then we package it up, put it on YouTube, put it on our blog, put it on uh, – and then we share it all over social media. And we actually have gotten some really good response from it, uh, one from Scott's clients. So they're sharing it to, to all their uh family and friends and then uh his buddies come on and and then anyone else who finds it interesting and, and all of a sudden you start you know i mean we're not we're not uh bringing the internet down or anything right. with the amount of action we're getting but you know for a local independent insurance agency the amount of engagement and traffic that we get to our website is pretty incredible i mean uh you know we're a we're a 12 person shop in upstate new york right and mm -hmm. we're getting 130 to 150 visits a day to our website Wow. Um, and you know, that's not, you know, if you're a marketer that doesn't blow your mind or if you're Ford or Coca-Cola, but local, to a small, yeah. single person, you know, single location shop in a city of 300,000 people, um, you know, I, I think that's a pretty, a pretty big number and, yeah. you know, now I'm talking about traffic instead of attention, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Hey, we all have our little vanity numbers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I do. I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the the quest for attention. It's I haven't actually reached uh, reached that type of enlightenment just yet. Yeah. So, but yeah, I I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen to that one, and with James Webmore, and I I immediately applied some of the things that that he talked about because I am I'm a rookie with with video, and I do a lot of things he talked about that you shouldn't do. Like I I would meet. I would not get to the point, right? So with the video, you should have like, what it was like six seconds or whatever it was saying exactly what it is you're about to cover, right? And then have some, like some sort of attention getter or whatever and then get to the point. And that's, I, I was taking way too long in my videos to get to the point of what why it is you should be giving me your attention in the first place. So yeah, I took a lot of value from that. I mean, how, how long are the videos you tend to do? Um, so I try to keep them under like f three minutes if I can. Uh, the first video that we did uh, for the guy here in my office was about three minutes and 15 seconds. Um, but a lot of that was in order to keep his contact information on the screen, I actually extend out like the last 20 seconds of that is his like – 
his direct line and his email address at the end of the video because you know how when you get to the end of a YouTube video it actually cycles off and it um you know sometimes it will fade out and right. maybe I just maybe there's a simple solution to that but uh that's how I did it so it really the the content part of his is probably about 2 minutes and 45 seconds you know you, you really got me got me thinking man I cuz I'm I'm supposed to record my video blog today uh for tomorrow and I usually answer like three or four, maybe five questions and do it in about 10 to 15 minutes. I don't know. I may just uh, experiment and just answer one this week and see what happens. Now, have you um, come up with like a bumper thing? Like a, like a, like a intro, sound, exciting um, bumper to, to either side of your content? Yeah, a little bit. So wh- what I've been doing, first of all, I have like a, a graphic it's nothing exciting, just something I create that brands me and what this show is going to be about. And um, I do have like an intro uh, kind of 10-second tune kind of thing that I also use for my, for my podcast. Oh, okay. It's the same one. All right. <clears throat> yeah. and then But now what I've started to do with the video is before that tune even starts, I'm like in five seconds, whatever it is, in this episode, we're going to do X. And then I get yeah. to all that. And I And I... That's that's one of the things I took away from from James stuff, but yeah, yeah, we'll see, man, we'll see. Um, man, we're running out of time, but I want to. There's one thing I want to make sure I ask you about. Um, you wrote a blog post recently called "Will Twitter Cards Make Facebook Obsolete?" And I have to ask you what you're getting at there. Okay, so my thought process here. So first, I'll explain what Twitter cards are. Twitter cards are a meta tag similar to Google authorship or the Open Graph tag that Facebook has. Mm-hmm. And what they allow you to do is when you post to Twitter, you know, someone tweets or comes and hits your tweet button or whatever. Um, people may have seen this. So there's the the little 140 characters with a link underneath that there's some you'll see view summary or view media or view image and underneath is actually you can have a youtube video you can have a slide share slideshow you can have um you know the title the thumbnail and uh the description of the post so it's actually embedding rich media mm. into twitter posts mm. So it, it it allows so in my opinion one of the reasons I have always Twitter has always been kind of second fiddle in my mind is that I can't I couldn't view rich media I couldn't watch a YouTube video or or look in an image um, you know then you kind of saw some sites were able to do it but no one really knew how and now what they've come out with is Twitter cards which are very easy to add to a WordPress blog I'm sure that uh, if you have some other form of, of uh, of way of creating content that your webmaster can help you with that but uh, a simple plugin uh, adds the functionality you go to Twitter you apply they accept you you know there's not really like a it's not like they're choosing who you just give them their your information and they accept you in the program and now anytime you tweet something the rich media is added to Twitter so people can view it right in right in Twitter hmm. so that's that's what a Twitter card is all right it actually has increased, you know, I've had Twitter cards for maybe like two weeks now. I did this about two weeks ago, and I've already seen an increase in the amount of engagement and click-throughs that I've gotten from Twitter uh, because now people, instead of just seeing, you know, your your little description of what the post is in a link, they actually have a chance to see the thumbnail and see the full description, and it's it's enticing people to come back more. It's giving them more enticement, if that's a word. 
I think it is. I think so. so people have mentioned Twitter cards to me before. I really didn't know what they were talking about. So, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate you you bringing that up because that that's something I need to to look at from my own site. Well, you know, I, I mean, some of the stuff. I always have mixed opinions about tactics, right? Yeah. Like I see Twitter cards as a tactic type thing. Um, s- some tactics I think have legs. Like Twitter, adding Twitter cards to your site is going to take you like three minutes when we get done with this podcast. Yeah. It, you know, it's like a no-brainer kind of thing. There are other things that I think are fool's errands, but um, there are some tactics that I think have legitimate uses and are easy to implement and worth your time. And it's really, I think, I don't know if there's any other, anything other than experience that teaches you which ones are worth your time and which ones aren't. Yeah. And, uh, well, well, I would consider it more of a technical best, best practice. Cause yeah. It, Cause that's it, a good way to put it. I mean, it doesn't necessarily change anything about the way you're marketing. Um, cause the tactics that drive me crazy are you need to use photos you need to use a call to action. You need to use fill in the blank and X, Y, and Z, and then all this cookie cutter approach garbage, as yeah. opposed to you know a really good tool to use would be Twitter cards or the Yoast SEO plugin or some of these things to make sure that your co- content or for example the the equivalent I would assume is making sure that you have the proper code on your site so when someone shares your your post to Facebook it shows up with the proper uh, uh, thumbnail description and yeah. title because quite if you if you don't do that you're shooting yourself in the foot you um, almost feel bad for people when you see their content shared and, yeah. and you can tell that they don't have that open graph meta tag on there absolutely uh, which is literally the Facebook equivalent of Twitter card good like one hundred percent it is the equivalent it's the same exact it's it's performing the same function for a different platform. If, if, so then that that confirms I know what I'm talking about. That's good. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Then that that is something you just you need to do. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's not so much of a of a strategy or something like that. It's just like yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're if you're a smart marketer, you just got to do it. Yeah. That's all. Like tweet four times a day. Yeah. Why? That kind of crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, we can talk because I'm not a natural marketer. So that kind of stuff drives me crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's just so forced and annoying. But uh, anyway, we've gone well beyond time today, and uh, I'll undoubtedly have to edit this down a bit. But um, thank you so much, Ryan, for, for being a guest today. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, man. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Real quick, uh, let people know where they can find you. If you got anything uh, cool going on they need to follow. The best place to find me is at ryanhanley.com or contentwarfare.com. That will take you to the same exact place. My my baby, my pride and joy is my podcast that I run. So if you if you love this podcast, you will also love mine because um, this is the awesome social media Facebook version, and <laughs> I talk more content marketing and stuff. So you're getting. Um, a good mix, and you can find that at contentwarfarepodcast.com. Awesome. Yeah, everybody, check that out, please. Thanks so much for stopping by, Ryan. You're welcome back anytime, my friend. Have a good one. Oh, thanks so much, man. Be good. That was fun. Thanks again to Ryan Hanley for being my guest this week. Next week, uh, we'll see what happens. I am going to be in San Diego uh, earlier in the week at uh, the Social Media Examiner 
social media marketing world. I think that's what it's called. Conference. Everyone who's anyone is going to be there. So I figured little old me, I should show up as well. So if I can, I'm going to do something uh, on the spot there. See who I can grab. So stay tuned for that. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Yeah.